What's up, guys? I'm Coda. And I'm Niche, and this is Random Motherfucking Contacts, and we got a new microphone again. And that might have been terrible. I popped my fingers right at the beginning of that. I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's just wrong for the episode. How are you, buddy? Should we tell them together? One, two, three. We quit. I was there two months. <laughs> I was there just over three years. I- Every time I start a job with this bitch, she leaves me. And this time I said, fuck you, I'm not staying. You guys might hear background commentary from Steve. He's he's chilling, playing his, playing his game. Fortnite Battle Pass. I'm just kidding, I don't think that's what it is. No, it's some zombie apocalypse game something. Yeah, he playing it. Yeah, but yeah. he might not give commentary. He has both his headphones on, so I don't know if you're going to hear us or not. But you might hear things in the background. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see what happens. <laughs> but yeah, no, I've been pretty good. I uh, decided I'm going to take a little break from working for a little while and get everything back in order with my life because I'm just saying, being a manager of a company that went viral and has franchise partners that don't give a shit, exhausting. I was only there for two months, and I, it was quite literally hell. I thought the hotel was bad. I'm back at the hotel. <laughs> I, I might be there in a little bit. Yeah, I'm we'll taking some happens. time. We'll see what happens. Yeah. But, yeah, it was... And it wasn't bad because of the employees. I love my employees, and that's one of the main reasons why I quit, is because an employee was made to feel like shit. And I didn't agree with it, so... We ain't putting up with that shit. Yeah. Fuck you. And fuck your bakery. Pretty much. <laughs> so, yeah. How are you, buddy? I'm good. I started back at the hotel. Hell yeah. Because, you know, safety net. Yeah. And I'm I'm big chilling, you know, I'm my, my whole life, you know. I ain't got a mom. Now I ain't <laughs> got a dad. So that's interesting. I'm back to living in my grandma's house, but that's not for long. And, yeah... Yeah. yeah, that's my life. Damn. But it's okay. You know, this time, I think I've been through so much that, it, I, I, dude, I'm just numb. I cried for the first couple of days, and now I'm like, all right. Here we go. Here I, okay. Fuck it. What's the worst that can happen? Yeah, no shit. But, yeah, no, I've, I'm just living life, man. Just going with it one day at a fucking time. That's how I feel, dude. I'm just vibing right now. Just looking forward to the podcast episode days and fucking... <laughs> Dude, I lost track of days this week and I haven't done that in a long time. And it was it weird. happens when you stay at home. You just lose track. Yeah. When I was a stay-at-home mom, I forgot shit all the time because I fucking suffered at keeping track of what day it was, what date it was, fuck what time it was half the time. Yeah. Well, and like, Steven went to work today, so it really fucked me up. Yeah. I did not voluntold you for work. My Okay, let me tell that story. My dad calls me the other day out of random, and he goes, what are you doing? And I was like, oh, you know, just chilling, because, you know, quit my job. And he was mm-hmm. like, oh, cool. Well, do you have any plans for this weekend? And I was like, no, I don't think so. And he was like, oh, okay, cool. I was just curious. And then uh, talked to me for a minute, and he was like, all right, well, I got to go. Have a good one. He was calling me to see if we had any plans so he could volunteer Steven for overtime. That's fucked up. 
that's fucked up. Dun, 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 dun. That's my father. Yeah. At least you got one. Yeah. I mean, Kinda. Yeah. More like same, same, but different. Yeah. You know? Same, same, but different. Yeah. That's, that's just, that's how we click. That's how we vibe. But trauma <laughs> bonding. Yay. <laughs> um... Are you ready for this, buddy? Sure. I have no idea what we're about to get into, and I'm kind of excited because we haven't done something like this in a minute. Yeah, I haven't given Coda a random true crime story in a minute. No. And she told me I should appreciate stretching my legs, so I my legs now hurt. So, yeah. yeah. Let's get into it. Yeah, no. I'll never... Um, nope, my kneecaps. I'll never think of them the same again after oh, this. Oh, specifically the kneecaps? Yeah, my heart hurts for this. So, today, or tonight, I should say, it's nighttime. We're nighttime recording. Um, tonight, we're talking about Seth Jackson. Uh, he lived in Florida. His name was Seth Tyler Jackson. He was born in Bellevue, February 3rd, 1996, to his parents, Sonia and Scott. He was the youngest of three boys, and he was seen as just like a normal kid a normal teenager he attended high school he had a small group of close friends but he knew and talked to a lot of his peers like he he was popular okay he was kind of like you you know like <laughs> just fucking knew a lot of people yeah talked to a lot of fucking people had yeah. friends in different groups that was definitely me in high school and even just outside of high school i was up until just recently actually yeah yeah i he, talked to a lot of people and i knew a lot of people he he was he was a social butterfly but um he wanted to graduate from high school and be a ufc fighter okay. so like i think we all know a couple kids who want or wanted to do that or are pursuing <laughs> that my little cousin yeah um but in december of 2010 seth's parents became aware that he was dating a new girl amber wright Okay. They said that they didn't think anything of it. Seth had had a lot of ex-girlfriends, you know? He was a young kid. Um, sure. He was dating her, though, and they they basically just said she seemed like a normal teenage girl. They dated on and off until March of 2011. Their relationship, though, was um, nothing when short of toxic. <clears throat> um, so they started dating in... December of 2010, and then they broke up officially in March of 2011. He was born in 96. Damn, so he's only a year younger than me. Okay. Yeah. What was his birthday? Perspective. His birthday's February 3rd, 1996. Damn, okay. Um, but like I said, their relationship was nothing short of toxic. Think of, like, the most toxic couple in your high school <laughs> growing up. Times that shit by 10. <laughs> Yeah, so they would drink and do drugs and party together, and then they would purposely flirt with other people right in front of each other I to make each other jealous. I fucking hated those couples. Yeah, I so. had this one bitch, so she was my one of my good friends and throughout high school and everything, but every time we would have a sleepover, she would always fucking dare me to do something with, like, like kiss a boy or do something with some dude that she liked, because she just liked to get pissed off at me and try to kick me out of her fucking party. Or, like, have her little sister kick me out. Every fucking time. It happened so many goddamn times. God. We should be glad that that was the extent of her crazy. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, 
Seth said he was finally done for sure in March of 2011 because it was said Amber was cheating on him with Michael Bargo. Um, he was... Michael. Michael. <laughs> <laughs> if you know, you know. But Michael Bargo, he was 18. And <laughs> let's just say, um, imagine your typical white boy wannabe thug in high school. Michael. Michael. <laughs> it's, it's really the perfect name. Um, but he was known to not get along with Seth due to rumors that there were false rumors that Seth was abusing Amber. But they were proved to be false by, like, all the surrounding friends that they had while they were dating. Okay. And all of them were like, no. There's no fucking way. Okay. So, I never found anything to said that there was, like, solid evidence that there was any physical abuse. But they sure as fuck, like, emotionally and mentally abused the fuck out of each other. Oh, yeah. And they got on Facebook and fucking drug each other all the time. They did a lot more towards the end of their relationship. Um, but it, it was 2011 and everyone was fighting over a Facebook status back then. I was going to say, I am so glad that half of my relationships didn't go through Facebook. Especially at that time. Yep. When everything was getting posted on Facebook. Yeah. Or like MySpace. MySpace, yep. And nowadays it's like Twitter and TikTok. Yeah. Now everybody like, yeah, exactly. No shit. But. Wild. A week before Seth's murder, Michael had threatened to kill Seth over rumors that Seth said he was going to burn his fucking house down. Jesus. Um, I never found anything that said that that was true, but again, they were angry teenagers fucking arguing with each other. I think On the I, internet. I think I might have told someone I was going to burn their house down once. I'm not going to lie. I... Actually, I know I have said that to somebody uh, after brother died. <laughs> but um so on april 17th yeah. a group of teenagers get together their names are amber wright kyle hooper which amber wright and kyle hooper are brother and sister half brother and sister amber okay. wright's 15 kyle hooper's 16 and then there's michael bargo 18 years old justin soto 20 years old and what charlie eli 18 years old okay okay so, they all get together at Charlie's house, and, you know, you know, teenagers, they get together, they talk shit. Oh, right? Yeah. yeah. No. So, these guys are fucking psychopaths, <laughs> and they, basically, they all sat down, and Michael proposed a plan to the others, stating that Amber should lure Seth to Charlie's house, and they would kill him for what he has done. In my notes, I literally said, be so fucking for real because he hasn't done anything a lot of other kids his age haven't. Especially kids who drink and smoke and do cocaine. Well, and, okay, I can't tell you how many times there was people or parties that I went to that people were like, we're gonna piss this dude off real quick. Hold on. Watch this. Yeah, no, exactly. But, um, unlike most somewhat level-headed people you know we can't always say that a 15 and 16 year old's level-headed but a somewhat level-headed human yeah these guys were like all right let's do it what so amber texts seth that she wants to talk things out and work on their relationship and seth texted her back and said if you have me jumped i will never give you the time of day again like dude had a he feeling knew. in his gut damn um 
To which Amber was like, no, I could never do that to you. I just want us back. I want to talk us out. So Seth, Seth's friend William Samalot, William Samalot, I believe is how you say it, was quoted saying that they were all at a party together and people told Seth not to believe her. Like, don't fucking fall for her shit. You know that's a lie. Don't even go fucking bother. It's not worth it. Um, but he left the party at around 9, 9.15 p.m. and started walking toward Charlie's house. Oh. It's said that Charlie and Amber both met Seth outside of the house. Like, so let me real quick, quick to like explain the layout of the house. It's a two-bed mobile home. Okay. It's only like 850 square feet. But it's got a big yard, like a big front yard, a little driveway up to the house, and then a little, like a big backyard area. Now when you Google it, there's a fence around the house, but there's like not, there wasn't a fence. Okay. So if you Google a picture of the house, imagine no fence. Um, so they met him outside, like towards the corner of the yard. Yeah. And they walked him inside. What's fucked up is I can see this in my fucking brain because I know houses like this. Yeah. No, it's it's really I sad. know situations like this. Like, I've been in situations like this. So, as soon as Seth entered the house, he was ambushed. Kyle smashed into him and hit him over the back of the head with a wooden object. And Michael shot Seth with a twenty two caliber handgun. Uh, at this point, Amber and Charlie supposedly went into a bedroom. And Seth somehow managed, even though he had just been shot and smacked over the back of the head, to get up and run outside. But unfortunately, he didn't make it far before he was tackled by Justin Soto, and Michael shot him again. They brought him back into the house, and they beat and tortured this boy. Makes you sick to your stomach. It really does. Walking, watching the documentaries that I watched on this and the articles and the books that I'll link them all in the description. But it is heartbreaking to think about what they put him through. Um, they brought Seth's in, injured and beaten body and put him into a, the bathtub where they proceeded to shatter his kneecaps until oh. they could fold them so that they could fit him into a sleeping bag and zip it all the way up around him. Oh my god. After breaking his knees, Michael, Justin, and Kyle noticed that Seth was still alive. So they beat him relentlessly until Michael decided to just shoot him multiple times, once in the face, ending his life. Wow. Yeah, this is a heavy episode, guys. Like, sad. Yeah, I should have put a trigger warning at the beginning of this. My bad. Um, but they proceeded to take his lifeless body in this sleeping bag out to a fire pit in the back, and they had a bonfire over his body. They sat up and drank and smoked and did coke all night around his body, around this fire, while he burned. Do you know how long it takes to burn a human body, and how hot that motherfucking fire has to be? They built a big-ass fire on top of this kid's body. Oh, And they sat there until the fire was gone. They just sat there and partied. Um, the girls claimed that they slept through the night, but myself and many others do not believe that for one motherfucking moment. I don't fucking believe you. They said they slept through the gunshots and they, they didn't help until the cleanup afterwards. 
Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Shut the fuck up. No, you didn't. So, the next morning, April 18th. This was all because of you, bitch. What the fuck? You slept through it? Yeah. Oh. The next morning, April 18th, James Havens, Amber's mom's ex-boyfriend. I was going to say, who the fuck is this? A 37-year-old man showed up with his truck and some five-gallon buckets and cement blocks. He knew about this whole plan. (gasps) And he helped the boys scoop up the ashes left in the fire pit and put them into these buckets. I couldn't figure out and confirm whether it was five-gallon, like, Home Depot buckets or whether it was paint can buckets. But either way, they put the ashes from this fire with his burnt body into these. They drove to a water quarry. And they dropped Seth's remains off of a cliff. Damn. Some buckets sucked, sunk to the into the bottom of the water. Um, but one of them actually hit a rock on the side of the cliff and busted open all over the side of the cliff. They cleaned... Dude, I'm shaking. I fucking... While I was typing this out, I was sad. This is such a sad fucked up. Sad fucked well, up. Well, okay. Like, back up just a little bit. How many times... In your teenage life, was there situations where you had an ex that was like, oh, just let me talk to you for a minute. It'll be okay. So many we times, We just need dude. to, I just want to talk. So many fucking times. I can't even tell you how many times I climbed out my window without anybody knowing where I was going to go talk to an ex-boyfriend. Dude, there was or one time. Or even just to go talk to a friend. There was one time I went, it was my ex, there was one time he picked me up and he was like we drove maybe 10 minutes and he was like oh by the way i'm high as fuck on meth and there's a gun in the fucking center console and i was like you idiot you realize if i call my brother like you're fucked yeah you're totally fucking screwed bub like you dumb ass but oh my god so after that they went back to the house and cleaned the house with bleach and went on with their day that same day, Seth's parents, Sonia and Scott, reported Seth as missing. They said he was a partier. They knew that, but he would always check in with them. And he they would all he would always call and be like, Mom, I'm gonna be okay. I'm gonna crash at this house. He was very fucking open I, with at his least, parents. Okay. Kinda like very me. open. <laughs> so he never took off without warning. And Sonia said in that exact moment she knew something was wrong she felt it and with that mother's instinct i i totally believe yeah i totally believe her and i can't imagine that um especially because he was he was her baby don't forget he was the youngest of three boys like he was just a baby still damn um sonia said she had a feeling like i said but no one knew where seth was until Kyle was watching the news with his mom, and he had a panic attack and fessed up to everything. You fucking pussy. So, he he told her that he saw Seth die, and he took him to the police station. or And she took him to the police station, and after that, Kyle, Amber, Charlie, and Justin were all arrested and brought in for questioning. Where's Michael? Yeah. Michael took off with dude, 37-year-old, that came and helped him. Guy went and dropped him off a town over at his girlfriend's house. Do you think he stayed quiet, though? No. No, he told his girlfriend's parents and the neighbor that he killed someone 
There was varying stories that he killed the kid because he raped his sister and that he killed the kid because he raped his girlfriend. The cops showed up the next day and picked him up. Yeah. Okay, I don't understand why this is always... Why? Why? If you're going to do something dumb, why run your mouth? Because people don't have brains. Dude, like, there, there is some shit that I have been through that I've joked about and I've done, you know. But there are details that fuck you. There's also just, like, psychology behind it. Just, like, people who are murderers and people who kill people, like, they want oh, others yeah. to know about it. Oh, yeah. No, there's a that's a whole other thing. Like, the psychology behind why murderers and serial killers do the shit that they do is insane. Yeah. That's what got me into all of them. True crime. But, no, he was arrested the next day, and I'm sure a lot of you have heard of this case from the TikTok clips on TikTok of the interrogation. Um, they did such a good job. They didn't really even have to fucking do anything. Kyle came in and he told the full truth um, because he was fucking scared. Oh, yeah. And then Dumbass. Amber and Charlie tried to lie. They tried to lie. They tried to lie. And then they set the three kids in. They did. They were so smart for doing this, but they set these three kids in an interrogation room together and they all just started talking. Duh. They all just started fucking talking about what happened, whose fault it was, who was talking to who, what they should say. And the investigators came in and was like, you know this room is like under surveillance, right? And all of them were like, oh fuck. Like, you just see their faces. They're like, shit. Well, have you ever watched a fucking true crime show, you dumbass? Like, anything? NCIS? Yeah. So, at this point, they, they all fess up. Michael denies, okay, so here's the thing. Amber says they they were together, they were dating. Michael was like, nah, I was just fucking her. They have each other's initials tattooed right next to their crotches. But they weren't dating, they were just fucking. Okay, Michael. So, Michael Bargo was sentenced to death and is still awaiting the Damn. fucking end, his end in a cell in Florida's Union Correctional Facility. Amber Wright got life in prison at the Homestead Correctional Institution in Miami. Kyle Hooper got life in prison, but is actually looking at a chance for parole, which pisses me the fuck off because he fucking, he literally tortured this kid. He literally fucking tortured this kid. You know, after seeing fucking, um... Sharon Tate's murderer get out there's not a lot that surprises me anymore with the appeals and all of that yeah so Justin Soto was charged with first degree murder and will face life in prison Charlie Eli you know the girl who they were all kicking it at her house they plotted a murder in her house they executed a murder in her house destroyed evidence and tampered with a body um she she got sentenced life in prison right um but she was actually allowed to plea for a lesser charge and released from prison in 2020 what she pled to second degree murder and was given time served second degree what my mom got yeah i was gonna say so somebody who didn't have an exact hand in it Mm mm-hmm 
So she's out. Wow. Just out and about. She may as well have gotten fucking, ex- like, manslaughter. Exactly. Um, but I watched Killer Women with Pierce Morgan. That, okay. that they interview Amber in that one. Piss, it's going to piss you the fuck off because she was she's just a dead life inside monster. She's straight up fucking shows no mercy, no fucking emotion. Like, she, dude, I don't think she fucking cares to this day. She tries to be like, it was the worst day of my life. That was the worst day of his life. Yeah, the fuck? Like, you planned this. That wasn't the worst day of your life. You planned that. Yeah, no. Um, But then there's also Killer Girlfriends on, I believe, Netflix? I could be wrong where I watched it at. They have an episode on it. And then I also read a couple articles inside the disturbing story of Seth Jackson. Jackson. I'm so sorry. <laughs> um, women convicted of teens murder, which is where I found out about um, Charlie Eli getting out of prison. The Cinematic did a really good <clears throat> article on this. And teenager Seth Jackson brutally murdered by MiamiNewsTimes.com. Um, they all did really good articles on this. I'll put it in the description. Um, but yeah, that that's the story of the murder of Seth Jackson and the five fucking psychopaths that did it. Just because. Just because they were mad at him. God damn, dude. I... You know, it's one thing to plan out a murder and kill somebody because... Yeah, exactly, with a justifiable reason. I was going to say, like, look, like, like if someone, like, raped your sister, or, yeah, a justifiable fucking reason, not, oh, well, she said that he smacked her, and we really don't like him, and he might have fucked my friend. That was another thing, that Kyle didn't like, um, Seth, because he said that, he thinks that Seth fucked a girl that he liked after he broke up with his sister. Okay, so that's justifiable enough to kill him, I guess. Fucking psychopath. And the, the fact that they're even looking at letting him out pisses me off. So much. I just... And the fact that that poor boy, he lived, like, through... All of that beating. I'm sure uh-huh. he was in and out of consciousness because of the pain. But he lived through both of his kneecaps being shattered. And then he was beat again before they shot him and took his life. There was so much blood all over that fucking trailer, dude. That even with how much bleach they used, they still found his blood. Everywhere smeared throughout that whole fucking trailer. Oh, yeah, blood's a lot harder to get rid of than people actually fucking think. It's ridiculous. They... Yeah. Another thing is the the only reason that they were able to identify him is when they found the buckets in the quarry. They found slight bone fragments that matched Sonya and Scott's DNA. That's all they had. Damn. That's all they had left of him. And he was a cute kid. He was a cute kid. Like, and look at that bitch. That's Amber. Fucking psycho. That's in that fucking Pierce Morgan interview. Look at that fucking face, that stupid fucking bitch. Damn. That's him. 
That's that's crazy. He was so young, dude, and he just looks like that typical, you know, not in not in the right friend group, fucking teenage kid. Yep. Fucking, oh, see, it was so it was. It was like Home Depot five gallon buckets. Yep. It's heartbreaking what they did to him and what they did to his parents his poor fucking parents what they what they have to live you know live with every day thinking about like I, I just can't imagine that I can't imagine losing one of my boys like that that's fucking insane but that's that's the that's the story of his murder and it's very sad and I hope that I hope one day karma comes back around because I don't think prison time is enough for those people. I, I really don't. Um, I, karma's going to bite them in the ass one day. Either now or when they're in hell. Yeah. all for tonight you guys let us know what you think about the episode you can get a hold of us on all of our socials we don't use twitter anymore nope. but we do have facebook and instagram if you can find our tiktoks you can do that too i'm thinking about making random contact a tiktok what do you guys think about that i think we do that could be something we'll see but I hope you guys have a really good night. I hope you do not have nightmares, and I hope that you appreciate being able to stretch your legs. Yeah, yeah, I get it now. All right. Later, guys. Later. Later.